for delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast-fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing everyone? Welcome to another episode of Brothers Just Searching where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate and to edify the believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac as always with Brother Anthony. Bowen is off tonight but we got a double powerhouse in the house tonight. I guess you could say that. It just we What we're doing, we're doing our uh, One Statue, Five Kingdoms. We're taking a break from that tonight for our monthly segment of Bible study with Pastor Brandon. But I guess I'm going to have to put a little slash behind your name because we got Pastor Brandon and Pastor Lanny Hayes, mm-hmm. Pastor from New Beginnings Fellowship Church, Brandon Trott, Pastor from Coda Homes Fellowship, Lanny Hayes. Guys, what's going on tonight? Man, it's good. Well, we got three Hayes in the house, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We know it's going to be a good That's one now. That's yeah, it. yeah. Heck, my brother Brandon. You got three Hayes. <laughs> three Hayes and a trot. Yeah, I just hope we, uh, I just hope we limit the hot air. <laughs> so, so as always, we're gonna go ahead and ask y'all to both represent your churches. Uh, Brother Brandon, go ahead and tell us what the Lord's doing. I know you can't tell us the old address right now. Yeah. We're still there, but we're not gonna yeah. be there long. Yeah. Uh, we're a New Beginning Fellowship Church in Brobridge. Uh, the church right now is located at 519 Parkway Drive in Brobridge, uh, but we just got a new building. We're moving our school ministry uh, into that building right now. Orientation's Thursday night. Uh, we'll start school on Monday, and we'll start school there in the new building. Uh, and in the next uh, maybe month or two or three months, uh, we will move the church into that building at 1811. East Bridge Street in Brobridge near the St. Martin Hospital in Brobridge. So we're excited about that. That's something that we've been praying about for a long time, seeking the Lord for, and uh, we're really excited about that. But really, that all that is is a means to an end because the church is the people of God. Uh, right? It's not a building. Buildings right. come and go. Churches have survived in difficult environments and societies where they weren't allowed to have buildings, and the church flourished, and they had church in home, uh, church right. in the streets, church in the woods, because the church was wherever God's people were. Um, and so that building is just a means to an end. We use it as a tool uh, to be able to minister to people and do the work of the Lord there. And so we're really grateful that the Lord trusted us with that, and uh, we're believing for the Lord to bless it and provide for everything that we need. It's a lot of uh, new things going on with it, a lot of expenses and difficulties and decisions to make, but uh, God is blessing and making his will known, so we're grateful. Amen. So. All right, so Dad, I'm going to go ahead and give you the same opportunity. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Coda Homes. Well, I'm the pastor of the Coda Homes Fellowship Church. Uh, we're in a place where they got a lot of darkness. I mean, uh, that's the main thing I've been dealing with, feeling lately. Uh, there's a lot of people just around the church. I mean, they're they're bound up with sin and darkness. And we've seen the church grow, amen? Praise God. It's doing good. God is moving in in that area because there's a time now we have to call out to the sinner. There's a place of refuge. And there's a place you can find rest in the Lord. A lot of them are miserable. A lot of them are in darkness. They, they, they're looking for an answer, and then we have to be that answer, Brother Brandon. Whether in Bro Bridge or, or Coda Homes, we are located off in Potage, Louisiana, or Coda Homes, Louisiana, off of Potage Road. It's not real hard to find. Ain't much streets, ain't even a red light or yield sign over there. Just <laughs> turn down Potage and Coda Homes, and, and you can see the church right there on the right. Amen. But so you, know, you see, now we know how it is. Now, since we left now, now you're going to move closer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, praise God. We never would have made it to that point of, of <laughs> surviving and doing well to be able to get a new place if it wasn't for godly encouraging people like y'all that Amen. were there with us and stood with us and encouraged Appreciate us. It. And 
grateful for y'all and yeah, so glad to see what Lord's doing. Amen. Praise so, yeah. So you'll have some competition now. The Baptist church is not too far from y'all. Now. So y'all have some competition. If they're preaching now. Jesus. That's the yeah, competition. No that's, that's fellow laborers. Right. So, right. Uh, well, you know, the whole thing about it is that the church in Borough Bridge and North Church in Court Homes is one church. I mean, it's we're, yep. we're different buildings, but I mean, any anytime I talk about Borough Bridge, I send them to y'all. Amen. Seriously. Because I know there's a message there. There's a, there's a message of redemption. And my main message, I'm going to tell you now on the street, brother, is, the, is faith in what God says. That's all that's been in my heart for the last, the Lord knows what I'm talking about. What's been in my heart in the last eight months. If we can't believe what God says, we're just religious. We've got to remember, man, it's religion that nailed Jesus to that cross. And it's religion that's gonna 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 hurt the gospel more than anything else. I'm not talking about pure religion, undefiled before God. You know, you know, visit of visit, widows and their afflictions, and keeping yourself on spot. If I'm talking about man-made religion, so right now we're gonna have to stand stand as as a body on both ends and preach this gospel. So I'm going to tell the audience right now, because they might be looking at it, was, was this designed? No, it was not designed to go to home, sit on one side, and no. the beginning, sit on the other. <laughs> we all in brothers. We all oh my love gosh. the Lord and all that good stuff. So We, we, we were thinking of putting a wrestling ring type Yeah, we were going to put right the, uh, the, the rock'em, sock'em robots yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, our side, side. on this so, corner and yeah. in this corner. I'm going to tell you one thing, though, guys. You know, uh, we're reaching... St. Martinville, north and south, because yes, sir. we're right, you know, by the interstate. And if you go further south, where uh, Dakota Homes is, so you have no place to hide if you, Amen. you know, if you go to in St. Martin Parish. The yeah, gospel's being yeah, preached. If you're yeah. a sinner, yeah, you yeah, you're in trouble. Can't run. <laughs> the net's closing in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Amen. I was able to share the gospel with God today at the DMV, man. Okay. Just, uh, you know, talking about, talking about the providence of the Lord. Had to go in there and pay a bill, Amen. do some things. Yeah. And uh, ended up, he was walking by and got trapped in the rain and so he stopped under there and I got trapped it was uh-huh. too raining too hard so I thought hey Lord, Lord's going to yeah. give me oh, an yes, opportunity sir. and uh, he That's started asking me questions and I uh, got so, to so. tell him about the grace of the Lord and pray yeah. with him and share my testimony with him and uh, you know I don't I don't know if he knows the Lord we didn't get to talk very long um, but he he knew that he needed the Lord, and uh, we got to minister to him. So so so, so the Lord trapped him like a rat. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> trapped trap both of us, yeah. right? It's a, it's a captive uh, audience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, before, God. before we go on, though, I just want to remind all our listening audience: you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, if you have not yet, please hit that subscribe button. That is very important. You get all the new updates of what's going on here at Brothers Just Searching Studios. Uh, also on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and hit the bell. When you hit the bell, that notifies you of every time we have a new video that comes out. And we've done three. This is going to be our fourth one. we got another one coming out next week where we're going to continue our series of the Daniel Chapter 2 Prophecy of the Statue of the, the Head and the Goal. We finished Greece. Um, well, we're going to be finishing Greece next week. And uh, there's a lot of things that uh, a lot of wars going on. We've done studies on that, and there was a lot of fighting going on in that period after Alexander the Great. But we're going to tell you all about that next week on YouTube and also on the podcast audio platform. And you thought the McCoys and Mahatfields had some fighting, oh. man. You get to the Greek refutes. And it was four yeah. regions, so you know yeah. there was a lot of problems. So, but we're going to talk about that all next week, and uh, we hope. Just taking a break from that this week. And to, it sounded all Greek to us. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a headache. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so we're going to go ahead and continue. Like I said, we're doing our monthly uh, segment of Bible study with Pastor Brandon. We're going to be studying from Romans chapter 2, verses 17 to 24. Mm-hmm. So 24 and uh, look, folks, I'm going to tell you this too right now. We, if people say that, oh, you're only, are you King James only or ESV only? No, we got a new King James. We got a King James and we got an ESV. So we all covered today. <laughs> so we all covered, you know, only King James people fuss at these two is I'm the, I'm the King James. So I got I to do something to cover me up. So well, I heard somebody say once, you know, King James is, is the version God uses. Right? <laughs> if, if the Lord's going to speak to you, he's going to. 
Literally <laughs> King James. <laughs> <laughs> the, so, bro. the only thing is, as long as he agrees with Erasmus, we'll be all right. <laughs> and go. the Dead Scrolls, we're there okay. You go. There you go. So, we got one that remembers the Bible all the time. We all got Bibles. We're all ready to go. Boogie's like, I just got it all up here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's right. more spiritual than us, so I don't know. Anyway. I was trying to get y'all to my level, but y'all never got there yet. Yeah, every time we get to your level, you kick us off. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that monopoly holding it. that up. I'm and just prideful <laughs> and religious. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, y'all you know, want to team up the future pride? Uh, <laughs> Next sermon. I've been, I've been trying to deal with him for a long time, man. I just gave him over to the Lord. You yeah, know? he just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just gave up. So anyway, so chapter two of Romans, yeah. verse mm-hmm. seventeen to twenty-four. Follow you. Behold, thou art called a Jew. And rested in the law, and make it thy best, uh, thy boast of God, and knoweth His will, and approveth the things that are more excellent, being instructed out of the law, and art confounded that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of the of babes, which has the form of knowledge and of truth in the law. Thou therefore that which teacheth another teachest thou thou not yourself. Thou died uh, you that preachest a man should not steal, does thou steal? You that saith a man should not commit adultery, do does you commit adultery? You that abhor idols, do, do thou commit stealing? I'm gonna say stealing Scotland. Robin Temple. Yeah, Robin Temple, correct. What it means yeah. yeah, this is King Jam man. It's just them Cajuns, bro. <laughs> thou that maketh thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonor thou God. For the name of God is blaspheme amongst the Gentiles through you, as it is written. So Pastor Brandon, if you want to go ahead and introduce us to or bring an introduction to us and we start our conversation. So just as we've been talking about um the the purpose of this uh, this section of this letter. So we've talked about chapter one. Uh, Paul is dealing with humanity uh, as a whole from the fall of Adam and Eve uh, throughout the recorded history of the Old Testament. So that's his worldview. That's his thinking about humanity, and he's talking about how humanity has traveled in its mindset and worldview from a consciousness of God and his truth and his righteousness to turning to themselves and their own desires and their own loves and rejecting the knowledge of God. And as they rejected the knowledge of God, man is created to worship. And so he began to worship idols and uh, turn his affection and worship to other things than God. And as humanity did that, the word of the Lord says, because they didn't honor God as God, God gave them over to a debased mind. He, he gave them over to the sinful desires of their heart to dishonor themselves, right? So God, we are made in the likeness and image of God. We are his image in the earth. And you dishonor God, so God is going to allow you to do things to dishonor yourself, right? And so he's talking about the downward spiral of humanity from the exalted, honored platform that God had created humanity in to the cultural, uh, societal, community downgrade from what God has made us to be into this terrible, sinful condition. And so that's all of humanity. But now he must deal with the Jews who have assumed that they are much better than the rest of the world, that they are not like them. And so the the reason he has to deal with this is because they don't believe that they're in need of the gospel and the grace of God. And so the gospel of grace that he is preaching to Gentiles that see them coming into the kingdom of God, they see themselves as not needing that, and that message of grace is a compromise of the righteous standards of God. And the point that Paul is making is not that we don't need the righteous standards of God or that they're not applicable to anyone. The issue is that none of us meet up to it, therefore we all need the grace of God. So at this point in the statement, what he's going to begin to do is is this very intelligent, wise, 
useful thing of talking about the way that they see themselves. Here is how you see yourself. All right. Now you'll notice from his language, chapter one, he starts with humanity up here, made in the likeness and image of God. And he shows him falling and falling and falling in this terrible decline here. He's taking the Jews and saying, yes, you're part of humanity. And here's how wonderful and exalted and mighty and wonderful that you really are. You see yourself as so great. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to show that in all the same way, that they see themselves as great. They're just like the Gentiles. And so the purpose of this is to show that all of us need the grace of God. And so let's, let's look at verse 17. He says, but you call yourself a Jew. So you you find your identity in your ethnic and religious cultural background. I am part of God's elect people. I'm select. I'm separate from the world. I'm not part of those sinners. I am a Jew. That's who I am. That's where I find my identity. And so you, you call yourself a Jew and you rest in or rely on the law. You, you believe that because you know the law, you understand the law, the law has been covenantally given to you as a Jew, that that is the way that you're right with God because you keep the law. You do everything in the law. You believe that you are righteous according to the law, and then you boast in God. I know who the right God is. All those people you're talking about in chapter one, they didn't know who you were. They lied against you. They said that you were someone that you weren't. We've got the right God. And so I'm right. I've got the right truth, and I've got the right God, and I'm boasting in those things. I'm resting in those things. I'm identifying in those things. I'm secure. I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm good. And then we get to verse 18, and he said, and you know his will and approve of what is excellent. So you, you, God has revealed his will through the word of God and his prophets and the law, and you approve what is excellent. You look at what God said and said, amen, I agree, that's good, right? That's wonderful. So I'm agreeing with God. I'm approving of it. The, the world looks at the commands of God, the truths of God, and it despises it and it rejects it, and I look at it and say, no, what God said is good. Man, these are pretty good people. We'd, we'd make these people deacons. We'd set them over churches. We'd send them on missionary groups. Look how impressive they are, right? And he says, because you are instructed from the law. And he says in verse 19, and if you are sure that you yourself are a God to the blind, so you're not just so great yourself, but you see other people who don't have the light that you have, and you go, mm. I'm trying to show them the right way. I'm trying to teach right. them the right way. I'm guiding the blind. I'm a light to those who are in darkness. I'm coming to those who don't have the law, and I'm telling them the law. Verse 20, I'm an instructor of the foolish. There are people whose hearts are turned towards sin and ungodliness and doing right things. And I'm going to the foolish and I'm instructing them. And I'm saying, there's a better way. Live this way. Do these things. Stop doing those things. Start doing these things. Here's a wiser way to live. An instructor of the foolish, a teacher of children, an instructor. I have truth. You don't. I'm going to teach it to you. Having in the law, the embodiment of knowledge and truth. And so I I have these things. I have it. The law contains it, and it's given it to me. I've read the law, studied the law, and I live according to the law, or at least this is what they think. And so at this point, you can hear them going, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty spiritual. I'm pretty powerful. I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty impressive person. These things belong on a resume that could be taken to God and say, here are all the reasons that you should accept me and why I'm exceptional in, in contrast to these people who are so terrible and so sinful. And so the, the problem is that men find their identity in these things instead of in Christ, right? So right. we can look at the problem of humanity and think it's all about their sin. We can think it's all about the evil and the wicked things that they do. And just like Brother Lanny we were talking about earlier, it was religion that crucified Jesus, Right. And so the the problem is not just the evil that men do, it's the good that they do for the wrong purposes. Right. So God said that the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil, right? It's both. It's it's this it's a an experiential knowledge, a independent autonomous knowledge or comprehension or mindset of right and of wrong. And so it's the 
I want to do what's wrong and I don't care because I want to do it. But it's also, I don't need God and I don't need his wisdom and his ways. I know what's right. I know these things. And it's, it's both of those things from that knowledge of the tree of good and evil that separate us, the sinful, ungodly, rebellious living and the dead religion and opinionated men who think that they know how to know, how to please God and how to get to God. And so all of this is just teeing it up. Right when you so, play when you're playing golf, mm-hmm. right when you got to get that big drive and you got to drive it really far down the field, you start off by putting the ball on the tee, get it set up just mm-hmm. right to drive it down the range, and so he's teed him up, and then he says in verse 21, he asks these questions. So he's made these positive statements about them that they would make about themselves. Now he's asking questions. Verse 21: You then who teach others. Do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? And so he's pushing past the shallow appearance of religion Mm -hmm. to get to what a man is at his core and in his heart. And so the idea, you think you're a teacher. I know truth. I'm communicating it to others. I'm a guide to the blind, an instructor of children, an instructor of the foolish. saying, you're teaching other people. Do you not read it? Do you not study yourself? Do you not inform yourself? Exactly. Uh, and so there's a there's a hypocrisy between you think you know truth and you're communicating truth, but obviously it's not sinking in because you're not right. living it, right? right? And honestly, Brother Lanny, could we probably say the greatest problem in America is people who are hearing more truth than they're obeying and living? Sure. Right. And I think a lot of things are happening because when he says, do you teach, you know, teach yourself? Yeah. See, a man is not going to be able to establish any teaching in his life of others until he's learned to obey God's word. Yeah. See, the whole principle about teaching is that you first receive the teaching. Amen. And I'm looking at this stuff and I'm saying, well, you that say do not steal, do you steal? Do you say, you know, commit adultery? Do you commit adultery? Yeah. When we find hypocrisy and association, yeah. when I'm talking about association, I'm talking about these are Jews. They, their association discensored them towards sin because they said, if I can belong to this group, if I can be a Jew, then, then it doesn't matter what else happens. I am a Jew. I am a teacher of the law. But in their, their heart, they never learned the law. They never taught. They never received it. As Jesus told the, uh, the, the Pharisees when they came to stone the woman, the heat is without sin among you. Cast the, cast the first stone. Yeah. He brought such conviction. They were ready to stone her. Yeah. But they were committing the same sin. Yeah. Some, you know, some, some of them might have been committing adultery with her. Yeah. And, and that's the thing you're talking about. You know, let's, just, let's point that back to the church today. Because you see all these reports of men of God that have fallen short or they've done something. Uh, Pastor Brandon, I remember in youth the other day, you talked about a man that said it was all right to drink alcohol, and he started, and he just started consuming. He lost his ministry and everything. Israel was called to go ahead and show light to the world. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 6 and 7, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand, and I will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light to the Gentiles, to open the blind, the blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, and to and them that sit in darkness out of the uh, prison's house. So Israel was called to show the light to Israel. That, hey, look, we're bringing in the Messiah. We're right. bringing in. But as y'all both said, using the Pharisees and Sadducees of that day, it's not that they didn't have the truth. Yeah, they didn't have the truth. They were. Pre- they they might even been preaching yeah. the truth. But the sad thing is, is like you said, a lot of and a lot of pastors do that. Not y'all too, but a lot of pastors do that. They go ahead and they say, well, look, we're going to preach against. Uh, committing adultery, but at the same time, they got two or three mistresses that they're they're complicating right. it. T- it's it's kind of like it's good for D, but not for me. Yeah, in a way, and that's dangerous well, because well, you got to realize, like for example, when the book of James, when he was writing to the church, he said, "Y'all have faith, but y'all don't have no action." So what he was saying was pretty much that's what he was saying. He mentioned good works, but or good or good works which behind your faith. But he met actions. That's what I believe James was mentioning too. Kind of like Apostle Paul mentions to these Jews. Said, y'all know the truth. Y'all have the truth, but you don't live it. 
You know, that's a big difference when you can preach the cross all day long, but if you don't live it, right. then, you know, it's just like I heard, I was watching when we're getting this broadcast ready, I was watching a minister, he, uh, I forgot his name, but he's a good minister, he's a good teacher, and he was preaching on what we're talking about here. He's like, he said, well, the Jews had, it's kind of like when a man, if he has a marriage ring, he, he has this a ring if he's not faithful to his wife. That's yeah, all he got. Just, he has no, if he has no commitment with that he ring. He's messing up the symbolism of that ring. It's the same thing what the Jews are doing here. They had the law, they had the gospel, mm-hmm. but that's all they had. So. And, 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 and we always forget that they did the same thing that we do today. The mm-hmm. law was he given, it was beautiful, it was right, good, it right. was wonderful, it was given by God, but the law. Inherent within the idea of the law is the idea that you're a sinner and you're going to need forgiveness and transformation, right? At at the very giving of the law, Moses said, you will disobey this. You will reject this covenant. You will walk away from it. Um, One of the most first, foremost instructions of the law is animal sacrifice and atonement for sin, right? It's dealing with the fact that you sinned and God's got to do something about your sin. So within that system is a sense of God is holy, you're not, you need forgiveness, you need atonement, and then you need God's grace at work in your life to change you so that you don't live the way that you're living. And they took it as they removed it from that. Even the sacrifice was an act of righteousness. Well, we're doing this just in obedience to God, but we're really righteous people. We're really good people, real, really true godly people and the deception and i think the thing uh that's important to note about these commandments that he's referencing as being broken stealing uh idolatry and adultery are all things that there were times in the old testament where israel was doing these things i mean idolatry is rampant in the old testament uh in the people of israel and the jews but in the new testament these are all particular commandments that they were they often preached hard against committing and so the typical jew knew these things were wrong preached against them believed that they were sins and they weren't participating in these things in outright ways but they were things that they were sinning in and just like we do today where mm-hmm. we'll say okay here's yeah. a standard of righteousness right. but there's a way around it there's a uh, loophole there's a way that uh-huh. I'm doing it that yeah. it's not really sin so like Jesus had to deal with this right this wasn't the law giving this impression this was people contorting the word of god where Jesus right. says uh, the law commands uh, that a man should honor his father and mother, but if your mother and father are hungry and poor and they come to you and say, son, we have need, help us, and he says, oh, what I give has already been given to God, then you're blessed and you're free. You don't have to take care of them because you can just say, I gave what I would have given you to the temple, and therefore because I did a moral religious act, that's enough, and I don't really have to take care of you, right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus deals with these things a lot. He deals with the idea of um, uh, adultery where they want to know. They come to Jesus and say, Jesus, can a man divorce his wife for any reason? And they literally ask, for any reason, because the practice of the day was... Well, yes, it's wrong to be divorced. It's wrong to commit adultery. But Moses says that you can put your wife away. And if if my wife does anything, I can put her away. I can divorce her. Uh, and so this is this is a good thing to do. And that's why Jesus says, if you do this without, except for a, a legitimate godly reason, he says, except for fornication, but probably other biblical things apply, abuse, uh, lying, hurting your children, whatever those reasons would be for divorce. He says, unless you do that, you're you're committing adultery, right? right. So the idea is you're religiousing, religiousizing these things up where you can commit these sins and they're not really sins. And so if he says, uh, you say, uh, if uh, in verse 21, you who teach others, do you not teach yourself while you preach against stealing? Do you steal? You may say that one must not commit adultery. Do you commit adultery? So is that in the same sense that Jesus was dealing with where you're saying don't commit adultery, but you're divorcing for no reason at all and breaking the bonds of, of covenant marriage uh, for illegitimate, ungodly reasons? Uh, when he says, um, 
in verse 22, you who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? And so were they, and most of these Jews that he's writing to are in Gentile areas. Are they as Jews saying, you know what? It's wrong to steal, but maybe it's not wrong to steal from Gentile pagan temples because, you know, they're... It's idols yeah, anyway. They're right. wrong anyway. They're Gentiles anyway. They're sinners. Uh-huh. And so yeah. they were literally temples were places of treasuries. People would bring gold and silver, and they would just cast it on the altar. And it was sort of an honor system that we're just going to put these things here, mm. and you know we can uh-huh. just leave it there. And so the the mindset is probably that these Jews were saying, you know what? These are idols. They're worshiping false gods. We can go and we can take that money, and that's not really stealing because it's not godly what they're doing anyway. Right. right? And so there's some way that yeah. they're saying, I want to be righteous, but this isn't really a sin. Uh, and this is always what self-righteous people do because... Time. If you're self-righteous and you're a sinner and you're not really saved by the grace of God, your self-righteousness constrains you to want to be good for your own pride's sake, but the sin nature is not going away just because you're religious. And so you're going to sin, and you're going to find ways to sin that are very creative and manipulative, right, brother? Yes, sir. The most sinful, wicked people I've ever met in my life have been religious people, and they were very subversive and Mm -hmm. strange in the way that they sin, right? Um, There's there's a story of a a woman uh, that this, this church had been taught sinless perfection, and this preacher came in and was preaching uh, against sinless perfection and teaching that it was an ongoing process of faith and grace and trust in the cross of Christ, the finished work, that you were sanctified, but you were experiencing a growth in holiness as you walked with Christ and were more conformed to his image. And this woman, who was a former prostitute, was saved by the grace of God, and a lot of change in her life got so upset at this man that was now telling her that she was not sinlessly perfect, that she got up, began to yell at him, and when he argued with her, she took the hairpin out of her hair and began to chase him around the church, trying to stab him with it, saying, how dare you tell me that I'm not perfect, right? I mean, you're trying to kill somebody, like, I am perfect, right? Uh, uh, uh. You know, and so, but to her, that was justified, right? right? And so that's what we do is we think that your sins are terrible Uh sins. My sins are not really sins because I'm righteous and I intend good. And so it's not really sin. So he must have figured I ain't getting no ties this day from this. The thing is about, about the law, till Jesus' death on the cross, the law was the only means of righteousness. And when you look at how the Jews started adopting things, they like to wash their hands and the pots like Jesus warned them about. Yeah. I like to tell people those were not ten opinions. They were ten commandments. And I'm, I'm afraid the modern church says, well, I think I might do this. And I th- no, no, it's still sin. But you see, back on the grace side of it, there's an atonement for those sins. And when I look at a lot of people, I say the law, the law can we operate? The church, Brother Brandon, outside of law. No, I'm going to tell you the reason why is that when we start saying, well, we don't need, we don't need a, uh, you know, we, we can lie all we want. We all see by grace. I see that a lot of time I tell people, I said, you know, what if the president would void every law, every law on the books tomorrow? You can kill who you want. You can run a stop sign. You can murder. You can rob. You can burn. That's happening right now most of the time. But. But I'm saying, it's, if there's no laws anywhere, how long will America last? Law is not salvation. Law is the righteous character of God. And I tell people that a lot. I said, people that says, well, I'm saved by grace, and I believe that. That's my stand. Mm-hmm. I believe that the law is, is the righteousness of God. It's the, it's the holy you know, character of God. It's yeah. what God says, thou shall not. Yeah. And this is, this, yeah. is the, this is the thing so, about this. Well, let me too, just, oh, anyway, well, the yeah. thing is that what's happening here, they said, well, I'm, I'm associated with this religion. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the, the law is becoming less important to me. Sin is not something that's mentioned in the modern church because sin is not, is irrelevant in a lot of churches. But sin is still there. What kills the church is, is sin. Now, now, here he is, he's dealing with this incident, 
you know, Jesus said, if you lust on a woman to lust out. I was about to bring that point out. I was about to bring <laughs> to that Lust on a woman, look at a woman to lust. You've committed adultery in your heart. You have broken the mm-hmm. law. That's right. And it's so easy to get caught up in, a, in church and but, say, well, I'm part of New Beginnings. I'm new part of, part of Coda Homes Fellowship. Then, like then, then, I, then yeah. I know I'm going to heaven. I tell people all the time, you don't mm-hmm. come to, you're not going to heaven because you come to this church as much as going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's and you know what? And I've seen yeah. that, and I said, I don't want you to trust in this building, in in the association of what it's what it's. Th- I want you to trust in the Word of God. Yeah. If God's Word is planted and settled in your heart, you're going to live right. No, you're not perfect, but there's a fear of God in your heart. And I'm, I'm sorry to see that, brother. I think a lot of times preachers today have preached that fear right out of the church. Well, because they go around the issue, like you're right. saying, and what Pastor Brandon just said. Uh, using for example of lust, you know, people say, "Well, yeah, we know adultery is wrong," and I've heard this multiple times from men and even ladies. It's okay to look, and I said, "What about Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight? Jesus said to look upon a woman to lust after. Yeah, it's not okay to look. This, I think that's what Paul was addressing right here too, because he's like, "Look, y'all tell him not to do, but y'all y'all went around it to where y'all still doing it." But you're not making it lighter. You're making it as, oh, it's okay because well, we, we did it. Mm-hmm. We went around. They, they so. found a creative way yeah. mm-hmm. to sin that doesn't look like sin. Right. Right. Well, and well, and, and that's what Paul was calling And that's what yeah. people always yeah. do is we find yeah. a way to go around to, to, to do what we want to justify that doesn't way. look like sin. Right, but so look you just at dress it up. You search it up. Right, you put a suit yeah. on it. You put a Bible on it. Yeah, you know, you find the Bible verse for it. You right, so you want to you yeah. want to go get drunk and party and do what you want. Well, Jesus turned water into wine. wine. Right, yeah, I mean, how yeah. many times uh-huh. you know you want to live in sin, and then when your loving brother comes to you and says, "I'm concerned about the life that you're living," out, you need to repent, and make it right. They say, "Well, judge not." Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. and then Don't forget the whole rest of the the context there. And so we we find a way. To justify, and that's that's the point that Paul's making, is that people believe that they're righteous when they're not righteous, sure. and the first step to get people to Jesus is to show them that they need Him. Amen. Right. And because they and so, if you don't Jewish. believe that you need Him, yeah. right? If you don't believe you need the Lamb of God, then mm-hmm. then why are you going to come to Him, right? And so the point is to get people desperate for the grace right. of God Amen. to show them, yes, sir. you're a sinner, you're guilty. Right. The law that you're clinging to as your justification right. will right. be the instrument yeah. that God will You'll use judge to you judge by. you and yes, send sir. you to hell. Right? right. This yes, sir. this gospel will show you that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and then it will present you the Savior. And so all of this that he's saying is to show them you think that you're righteous, yep. you think that you're really obeying God, but you're not. Right. And and here's the idea. You you call yourself an instructor of the foolish, but don't you teach yourself? In other words, you are in the Eagle, same that's the one, that brother, in, right there. that you're, you're a sinner like they are. Right. So you think that you're separate, when, when really you're a lot more like them than you think that you are. Mm. And then so listen what he says in verse 23 and then 24, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. He says, you who boast in the law, right? The law, who's the law? It's the law of God. And you're yeah. boasting and you're yeah. understanding. The standards of God and the promises of God and the revelation of God and the expectation of God and the, the, the promises of blessing in the law. The law, we're boasting in the law. You boast in the law, who the law of God, you dishonor God mm-hmm. by breaking the law. And so you're disobeying it. You're not keeping it. You're not trusting in the sacrifice the way that God called you to. You're not being faithful to him and to him alone. You're not obeying him and doing what he's called you to do. And then he gives an example of this from the Old Testament in verse 24. He says, for as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. So you think about it. God has said to, there's this group of humanity, God scoops out this one little group of people called the Jews, pulls them out, gives them truth, gives them revelation, gives them a, a system for them to know God, be saved and forgiven, and for them and intended for that system to be something for them to be transformed by. And he gives them a message. You are supposed to be different than the world. And they go, we are different. And then it turns into, we're better. We're righteous. We're good. We're not like you people. And then 
they live in sin and they're worse than the Gentiles are. And the Gentiles look at them and go, you think you're better than (laughs) us, but you're worse than us Mm -hmm. and you're terrible. And the way that you act and the way that you treat us and the way that you treat one another makes us not like you or your God. And so the name of God that you lift up, we curse. And how many people, Mm -hmm. Brother Lanny, have you seen it that go to church, talk about the Lord, they'll make Facebook posts, they'll talk about Jesus all the time, and the way that they live and the way that they treat people has people saying, I don't want to go to church because of those people. Well, you know, And and they're representing the Lord poorly. I went to work one time, and I won't mention the person's name, but that individual, they backslid. They went to church one time, and they backslid. And I could promise you they actually act worse than the people who never went to church. Yep. And so well, you're right. I see well, that. The Bible says Amazing. the spirit goes out of a man. He walks through dry mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. When he's been delivered, yep. he's been set free. He walks through dry places, and, and, and the spirits don't find the rest. They come back. Mm-hmm. And they find the house swept and garnished. It means that it's made clean. But what's, what, what was happening, the Holy Spirit wasn't put in there. So they came back with seven more demons worse, worse themselves. The thing about it, I saw it in, in, in John when Nicodemus came to Jesus. And people don't realize Nicodemus probably would have been one of the best to keep the law out of all of them because he understood who Jesus was. And no man can do what you do except God be with him. But people don't realize that Nicodemus didn't know God. He could quote the five first books of the Bible by heart, but he was lost. And Nicodemus, Jesus confronted him and said, he said, are you a, a teacher in Israel? He said, when he talked about born again experience, he said, are you a teacher in Israel? You don't know these things? And that's the point right there, Brother Brandon. A lot of, I, I was talking to a brother the other day, and you know what? He would say, we shouldn't judge people. I said, let me tell you something, brother. I said, if, I, if what comes out of your mouth is foul and wicked, you're not saved. Because that, that testimony's not coming out of your, your mouth. Especially, now I can understand that coming from a new born-again person that's yeah, growing. Struggling with but it, somebody's yeah. been in church a while, and they're still using that mouth in defilement. Well, what Jesus says is you know <coughs> a tree by its fruit. Amen. Yes. And fruit is something that grows over time. Right. And people I've seen Christians genuinely saved, newly saved for a while and make terrible decisions, do things. But over a while, if right. you're born again, that new nature can't stand it, right? Yeah, it, that's right. Something exactly. in you revolts, says, I can't keep lying. I can't keep, keep hurt, being abusive or hurtful with my language. I've got to change the way that I'm talking. And if that fruit over a long period of time is evil, it says the tree is evil. And so, man, Jesus it, says out of the mm-hmm. abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so this, this scripture that he quotes is from the Old Testament. Yes, sir. Did you know, I didn't know this. But a lot of, uh, the, uh, from what I understand, maybe even the majority of modern-day Jews do not treat the prophets with nearly as much authority as they do uh, the five books of Moses. Yeah. Uh, and they, they really, yeah. like Isaiah and Jeremiah, and I've, I've come to hear them talk a lot, and I've listened to them in debates, and, and, and they almost have a disdain for the prophets. And you know what I realize is they they really do what Paul talks about. You boast in yourself, you talk oh, exactly. about the law, but it's the prophets that over and over again tell them you're breaking the law, you're not keeping the law, you're oh, sinful, and, right. and therefore that you need sense. a savior, and a savior's coming, a suffering servant. And so they they like the idea of t- looking at the law as a means of yeah. righteousness exactly. and not as a thing to show them that you're sinning and you need a savior. And so they don't like this constant witness oh. that you're a sinner. And I found many people, just like mm-hmm. you said, brother, yes, uh, if Jesus was here preaching today, his church would be half empty. Yes, sir. Uh, if, if Jeremiah was here today, nobody would want Jeremiah to be their pastor. Oh, no, sir. You gloomy Gus, you miserable yeah. person. Where's the grace in your message, yes. right? You, Isaiah. What is this yeah. preaching that you're yeah. doing? I mean, the first 40 chapters are woe to you and woe to you and woe to you and woe to you. Man, and then the you make prophet. us wait decades for for chapter 41 and this this, this message of grace and, and a, a Savior and a suffering servant and someone who will atone for our sins. People don't like being told that they're a sinner and that they need oh, sure. to get You know, brother, you're going to teach that? You're going to get people upset. How dare you tell me I'm not saved? I go to New Beginnings. I go to New uh, Coda Homes Fellowship, uh, Fellowship Church. How dare you tell me? I've, I've been I've been saved thirty years, forty years, and you know that there's no fruits there. 
Well, the, re- the reason there's no fruits there either is because it's a head knowledge. Yeah. It isn't a lifestyle. And it's not see, a heart. See, I'm going to compare yeah. that to now. They, the, the Jewish people took it as a religious act. They didn't make the law change them to, to uh, love God and to serve God. They just said, well, we were feeling a religious act. And I, a lot of people today, y'all talking about people that come and, oh, they don't want to be heard of sin. The reason that is because, oh, we're going to go to church just for our religious feeling, our relig- our feel-good moment of the week. And it's not, look, I heard it earlier this week, uh, I, I believe it was Gabe Swagger that said on his podcast, a lot of people take the message of the cross and they make that a law. They make that a law. They take the message of Christ and him crucified and salvation, and oh, we love Jesus, we serve Jesus, but it's a head knowledge, and they don't, they don't, they don't live that lifestyle of right. We not think what's not the, law, but uh, of being uh, through the sanctification process, and that was what the Jewish people were doing. They were just saying, "Well, look, we we're gonna do the sacrifice. We're gonna read the read the book. And we, they know about it, but they didn't choose it as a lifestyle to live for God." And, and you know, son, I think I'm sorry. There's a thing we have to realize, though, too. Is that I heard somebody told me that one time, and I said, "Well, when you're a Christian, you gotta live the lifestyle because you know people look at you. You know, you you know." And I tell them, "You're not doing it to boast in yourself. When people look at your lifestyle and say, why they don't smoke? Why they don't cuss? Why they don't do this?' And then they'll get curious. Some other people will, because you you know you look weird. You look stranger from them, and they're like, "Hey, why you don't do this? Why you don't do that?" So, well, because of Jesus, God put my faith in Him. So you're not like, well, because it's my righteousness. Because uh, I do this. Cause I'm trying to earn my way to heaven. I'm just a good person. You drift that to glorify Christ. So you, you know live what? your lifestyle to glorify I th- Christ. I think the first thing we need to yeah. clarify, because I don't, I don't want to leave people with a false message that. Church is, is not really necessary and oh, because, no, you know, right, no. No, that's no, not no, what we're no, saying. No, you no, you no. go to church because you're born again. Yep. You go to church because you want to get close to God. You don't have no hunger right. to be in church mm-hmm. or prayer or in, in the word. You, you need to check your heart out. Mm-hmm. You, listen, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly you get together as the manner of some are. And the whole principle is that you got to go where the food is. Amen. You can't sit at your house and say, well, I'm just going to believe God. And that's, you, you, that's, you're missing something. Now, when we take that, listen, I, I went to church for years, brother, and I had my pastor years ago, and, I, and when I wanted to make an excuse not to go, he said, I said, well, brother, I'm, I'm not feeling good. He said, well, come, we'll pray over you with oil. <laughs> just to put such guilt on me, and I'm glad he did, because we just kept going. We kept going. My boys were raised up in church, little Lloyd. I mean, raised up as little kids in church, but I didn't, I had to understand that I'm not going to church to establish a relationship with God because I've have that I have that relationship already. I'm going to strengthen that relationship. You go, you don't go to church. I'm sorry. You need to get right. You need you need to seek some 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 heart changing. So I'm studying I'm studying Isaiah right now, and I'm in, I was in Isaiah uh, chapter five. I think it's chapter five where he says, "For my people lack knowledge." And they're yeah, destroyed for the lack be, of knowledge. Uh, yeah, going to hunger, and and the majority of the people are going to thirst. And that's what a lot of people do today, though, because if you're not going to have a hunger after God, like these Jewish people, they they were using it to boast. How many people walk around with a Bible, Pastor Brandon and uh, Dad? How many people walk around with a Bible saying, oh, yes, I'm holy, I'm acceptable? If you, if you don't serve it or you don't live it, it you know, there's right. how many Muslims in the world? They all carry a Quran and they all know the Quran, but they're not closer to God than, than the man of the moon is. And, and, and they're more, and they're more, they're more devoted. To yeah. a lie than we are to the truth. That's and that's right. the whole principle, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm telling you right now, God's people better wake up and go to church. Stop playing around with God. Listen, the, the thing about the association with church, just because you go in there, it doesn't make you a Christian. Yeah, you go there because you're a believer. And, and the people, people that are not there. believers will get saved because you read it a while ago. You, blasph- you, you make the Gentiles blaspheme God's word mm-hmm. through your hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And that's what that is right here. That's a blatant hypocrisy. Oh, like, you say you want to keep the law, but yet you break it. Well, what Pastor Brandon said, let's iterate on that a little bit, Pastor B, before we wrap <coughs> up. You said that that's like the modern day church. How many people are saying they're Holy Ghost filled or they're they're serving Jesus, they love the Lord, but their lifestyle is totally different? And how many people say, you call yourself a Christian? Y'all worse than me. Yeah. You know, yeah. y'all, y'all yeah. do it in secret, but we do it in so the Why would you that, serve God? That is a consistent theme throughout the Bible is that God's people are supposed to be different from the world. But specifically, when God's people are not living right, they are worse than the world. Yes, sir. Yes. That, that is yes. all of the time. 
the example in the word of the Lord. The, the strongest example of this, uh, it's a very obscure text, an obscure story that hardly anybody knows. In the book of Judges, there's this man uh, who, uh, his, he was married to this woman. She left him, went back to her father, and he went to this town uh, to right. this woman uh, at her father's house, got his wife, talked her into coming back to his house with him. And as he leaves with his wife, he's on the way back home, and it gets late and dark, and his servant says, you know, Master, let's turn into this town uh, for the night and rest. And he says, no, these are Gentiles. These are people of the nations. Let's wait until we get to a, a town where Jews are, right? Let's go with our own people. This is a place where we'll be safe and we can be okay. Let's go there. And then they go to this Jewish town, and when they get there, uh, the men of the city do like they did in Sodom and Gomorrah, and they rush the door, they rush the house, exactly. and they say, say to the man who brought the, the men in, send the men out to us, and instead the man sends his wife or his concubine uh, out to those men. They rape her all night long, and she dies on the doorstep. And the, point, story, and the whole point is that it was set up intentionally where this Jewish man thought, Let's not go and be with those terrible, sinful Gentiles. Mm. Let's go be safe with God's people yeah. that's supposed yeah. to be this yeah. this mm. safe womb of godliness yeah, and righteousness and morality. Yeah. And and they were worse than the world. Yeah, you talk, think right? about that. And so th- this is always the point that when God's people are not living as God's people and they backslide, they're living in the world, they're not saved, that they are worse than those who don't know the Lord. They are worse yeah, than those that. who don't mm-hmm. have the truth of well, God. And the thing about that, it, yeah. it, the scriptures are very clear. It, 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 the Bible, we're separate people. Yep. Yeah. It still mean we don't, we don't go among the world. But as for the opinion of the world, the way the world lives, we're not to take part of it. Be separate, said the Lord, and come out from among them, yeah. said the Lord. Now be your God and you shall be my people. Yeah. And there's a warning that God gives us as Christians, as believers, that we're to separate ourselves from the sins of this world. And you know what? Brother Brandon, I don't know if y'all want to do that. I, let's pray for people tonight. Seriously, there are people that's listening to it might not know God. Or they're backslidden on the Lord, son. That's important. Every time I come on a program, I try to ask him to let us pray for the lost. Amen. The backslider. It's very so important that we do that because if the message is not about people getting right, somebody's life's going to change tonight. Brother Brandon, Isaac, mm-hmm. somebody's life's going to change. And we, and we can pray with them tonight. And ask Christ to come into their life. Want to do that? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I can just share just what we talked about as we were praying. For those of you who don't know, we were praying before we started. And uh, a scripture that came to our heart was the, the one, the last verse of what we studied the week before. Uh, it says, on that day when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets <coughs> of men. The secrets of men. By Christ Jesus. Amen. And so the reason that we're talking about this issue of how to know God and those who think that they know him and they don't and they're really in trouble is because <clears throat> one day every man, woman, and child will live in this world, die, and be judged according to Jesus Christ. And you'll either be saved or you'll be damned. You'll be condemned for the sins that you've committed. And the only way around that is through the Lord Jesus Christ, His grace and His mercy, that He saves, He forgives, He transforms, and He gives us His righteousness. He gives it, right? So a sinner comes to the perfect righteous Jesus, and the sins of that sinner have been placed on Jesus on the cross. And when you repent and trust Him, His righteousness is given to you. And so we'll pray for that tonight, for them to know Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you love sinners. Thank you that you decided to do something about sinners, that you desire to forgive sinners, to change their heart. You said that if any person be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things you, Lord, have become new. Tonight. You've come, you Lord, to give new hearts. You've come to bring men to repentance. That was the message that you preached, Jesus, that you came saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus is coming. The king is coming, and he will judge the people and the nations of this world. And those who are not right will be judged and thrown into eternal damnation. 
But Jesus comes to forgive and save, and so he commands, repent, turn from sin, turn from ungodliness, and trust Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. Lord, we pray that you would draw people to repentance, draw people to the salvation of Jesus Christ. Show them Jesus. Let them be born again, forgiven and saved by the grace of God. Have your way in their hearts tonight. And, Lord, for those that do know you and love you, but, Lord, they're struggling to live for you, empower them by the Holy Spirit. Strengthen them to walk with the living God, to know you. Help them, Lord, to have a hunger for your word, to dig into the word for truth, for understanding, for instruction in righteousness. And, Lord, help them to live a godly life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Want to go ahead and read something to everyone? For the scripture said, uh, Romans chapter 10, 11 to 13, for the scripture said, whoever believeth on him should not be and, and not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich, oh, son, over yes. all that Amen. call upon him. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Amen. What a good one. Amen. It's a good so, one, son. Well, guys, we had a double powerhouse tonight, but ain't no problem <laughs> with that. This was a good program, so. Well, next week we start back with our study of, we talked about Alexander the Great. We're going to talk about after Alexander the Great and his four generals. Uh, Bowen will be back then when we, you know, we, he's all rested up and ready to go. So, uh, Pastor Brandon, we're praying for everyone at New Beginnings. We're praying for the ministry there. Dad, we're doing the same. And, uh, you know, we always talk about the churches that help us. And um, a lot of people say, well, do they financially give? No, but they pray for us. They be part, They are part of these programs. Uh, you know, God has opened up doors for us to be on YouTube, to be on Facebook, to be all over these platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. And where our main goal is not to be rich, famous ministers. Our goal is to win as many souls as possible. And a lot of people use these platforms for wrong reasons. Yes. I use, for example, there's a guy on YouTube that goes ahead and travels all over the country catching baseballs and filming them and at these baseball games. No profit whatsoever just to say he caught another baseball. And there's storms of people that follow him. And I just think, man, that the gospel can hit hold to all them people. Amen, son. Amen. Listen to something like this. And look, we always advise, please do not use this as your spiritual growth or your church. Right. You know, uh, Brother Brandon and my dad both got pa- uh, podcasts and – you, there's nothing wrong with listening to a podcast. Look, if that's the case, we wouldn't be doing this. But we don't actually, we actually, please find a local church. Don't let it be a substitute. Yes, that's don't right. let it be a substitute yeah. for your yeah. local church. You know, uh, if you're in St. Martin Parish in Louisiana, we got two good churches, Bro, uh, New Beginnings and Coto Homes Fellowship. In Lafayette, right. we got Pastor Joey Duga of Jesus Worship Center. Uh, you know, Brother Carey and Crowley Abbeville, Brother Care, uh, Kenny Flemings. We, there's churches around, folks. And look, if, they, if y'all don't have a, if y'all don't have a good local church around, pray and ask the Lord to to send send one there or find something to get a spiritual. Or, but or, find a home start, church. Start, start yeah, start a church. Yeah, God might be calling pastors. We don't know. So look, we just want to thank everyone again for listening. We want to thank Pastor Lanny and Pastor Brandon for being here tonight. Uh, until next month, we got a we got some good passages coming. We're about to get to chapter three. Amen. Hey, you know what? I saw some the other day. Because this is the 84th episode we have. I thought it was 80 a while back, but it's 84. I looked at the date. We started this back in last September. Yeah. We are getting close to a year of studying the book of Romans. And we, yeah. did, we didn't even tip the it's like we, didn't, we didn't even tip the iceberg. We're still yeah. chipping. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but Jesus, hey, we got all eternity. So. Amen. That's right. So we got all eternity. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we might have to get this man on with y'all again, too. That was Amen. some good conversation, Amen. huh? Amen. Once in a while, maybe. <laughs> yes, sir. We don't so, get to hang out enough. No, no, sir. I'd rather hang out with, with Brother Brandon and anybody I know. Hey, so, and I just love this fellowship. We miss Bowen, but hey, we had a good substitute, you know. A good show for a nickel. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about right. So. And no, I want to say something. I also have another little podcast. I just felt led to do that. And we're starting it. It's called Prayers from the Swamp. This is just praying, encouraging people that God is a healer. We have two of them out right now. We just started uh, we're about that, to do a third one. About to do a third one. Uh, and, and, and all we're doing is, is encouraging people, and then we're praying for healings to take place. And this, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I know people that are not saved might catch on to it, but basically for, for, the, for the saved, I'm sorry, for the believer. Because a lot of the believers are defeated. They're defeated because they don't understand God has promises in His Word, 
Uh, we did the one on a prayer for peace. Uh, God wants his people at peace. Like the scripture says, let the peace of God govern your hearts or rule your hearts. To govern something, it means it has to control you. So if there's no peace of God in your life, then you're going to struggle with everything else. So I, I, we're going we're gonna, to, in the next one, a prayer of salvation. I want people that are backslidden, listen. Uh, this is important, Brother Brandon. It's important. Amen. Absolutely. And I think we need to... Oh, let's, just, let's just say this right here. A lot of people might be watching on YouTube and think, wow, that's a nice studio. They, there's a lot more podcasts than just Brothers Just Searching that comes out of there. The Cajun Conservative comes out of here. And uh, I remember somebody telling me a while back saying, well, all you're talking about is politics. And somebody said, well, wait a minute. He does talk about Jesus Christ. I had a... A good friend of mine, and he's associated with that podcast, is uh, Scott Ford with the Scott Ford Show. Awesome guy, great, great man, and uh, love love him. He I call him brother. He's a he told me a while back. He said Isaac, I never thought about ish, putting the Bible in with politics or putting it into my show. He told me the other day. He said I went to church this morning. I I went to about, yeah. uh, there's an interview with me, and he asked me. He said Isaac, you inspire my faith, and I told him it's not me. It's Jesus. But it's kind of funny that, you know, God used a political podcast to show somebody, hey, you need to implement the word of God into your stuff. Uh, we out of this uh, out of this studio, we do New Beginnings podcast. We do the editing here and we do all the stuff to get that out. Um, we do prayers from the swamp here. LB goes ahead and he downloads uh, sermons from the swamps here and at his house. So we there's about four or five podcasts that come out of this little trailer here out of South Louisiana. So and you know something? I God was telling somebody us. that the other day they were asking, they said, man, I can't do Bible study. And they're like, man, where you learn all your stuff from? I said, if you, there's so many preachers and teachers you can go learn out there. There's yep. so many avenues and platforms. So there's no excuse for nobody to like say, hey, I can't learn nothing. There's plenty of good preachers out there. I know it's hard to believe, but they got some out there. Good and ones. they do got some good plot. There's plenty man. of study you can do. So there's no excuse. We're just lazy if you don't. <laughs> Seriously, just one, be honest. We're lazy final, if you don't learn or, or they don't know where to look. If you yeah, don't know where to too. look, send an email. Yeah. Brother yeah. just searching. They can mm-hmm. tell you a lot of good ministers to look up. That's good right. teaching. Yeah. Talk, That's talking right. about that, I forgot. You can, uh, if you have any questions on salvation, since we did a salvation prayer tonight, um, email us at the new uh, uh, the new email brothers just searching podcast at gmail.com you can email us on that you can also go ahead and reach out to us on Facebook brothers just searching and you can reach out to us all that way uh, you can find brother Brandon and them on the web as well uh, new beginnings uh, new beginnings FC dot com I believe new, no s no s okay new beginning fc I always do that I'm sorry it's all right or www.newbeginningfc.com also you know the good thing is is we need to hear from y'all yep seriously I, I mean if you're giving if you make yeah it is it's because I want to know and all of us in this table want to know that you you've decided to live for the Lord That's and you right. decided to start serving Christ That's the greatest gift right there I, uh, nothing I enjoy more than somebody repenting and, and making a commitment to Jesus Christ. I enjoy that more than and anything. We, we have a good friend. I'm, I, I always mention him every so often, and he always says thank you for the shout-out. Uh, Felipe from Colorado. Um, I remember one time we did a program. It was on Roman Catholicism, and he had he, he agreed majority with us. And But he had one point he disagreed with us on, and he uh, he emailed us. I remember that was the first email we had. I saw hey, we were yeah, we was we was excited, we was happy. We even had him on the program. We discussed with him doctrines and issues that we had. And uh brother Brandon, I'm gonna tell you this while on air. I know I told you this before. He has told us this Bible study of Romans, he can't wait for every month to get the new episode of Romans Bible study. Because he loves it. He loves how we break down the words. He loves how you break it down. And uh, I hope that's an encouragement to you. But he, he texts me every so often. I, I love Felipe. Felipe is a good friend, a good brother. And uh, he, 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 he's diving in. He always tells me I'm a listener. And God has been using this podcast to reach out to people. That's, what, hey, that's what it's about right there. So, so yeah, that's we exactly love, what it's we about. We love reaching out. And also that they can find Coto uh, Homes Fellowship yeah, sure, on Facebook. Facebook yes, y'all, can, y'all can message any of these churches and message this ministry. Uh, we're here to help, and we're here to and like and our ministry is growing too. Because I, I saw on Facebook this morning we had a new describer, and they showed they're like, "Hey, we love brothers are searching." So it's getting, it's yeah. starting to grow. It's getting out there. Oh, it's, it's getting. Bones, Jesus is first. Yes, yeah, and Jesus right. is always what we talk about. Listen, it don't matter one flip about us. 
if the Holy Spirit is not present and Jesus is not first. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And like right? I said, man, look, God has blessed us. You know, we we needed new equipment. And um, we had a couple of dollars in, in a little envelope that we had that we've been saving. And uh, one of our good friends, I'm going to mention it right now, Cleve Smith, one of a, a great guy with a camera. He uh, He's a good friend of mine. He helped us out and he showed us, he said, look, I can get y'all some cameras for this certain price. And uh, we were like, well, Lord, how is going to? It's funny. We needed the money. And guess what? God provides. And, God provides. Yeah. So we know. So look, hey, thanks, Cleve. I know you're listening. I just want to thank you for <laughs> what you do, my brother. You're, you're a great friend to this podcast. And we appreciate you more than you know. And uh, and, and, and this is sure you have. Don't be, you know, discouraged. You know, if you're like, God can't use me. If God can use us, God can use anybody. God can use us, yes. Yep, yep. So, God use a donkey. <laughs> and it came out good. So. And a rooster. And a rooster. <laughs> and a rooster. So. But anyway, look, again, guys, I appreciate this more than y'all know. And I, I know we're running a little long on this. I just, I, I don't know why I feel that to, to thank the audience and to thank everyone that supported us. Thank y'all. For your prayers and your support of your ministries, it means more than y'all know. We could not do this without y'all guys. So I appreciate y'all. I know Bowen ain't here, but Bowen, same thing. Bowen has done a lot for this ministry, and I want to thank bro, Brother Bowen on air, you know, and just go to God be the glory. Amen. Mm-hmm. There you go. You even Brother Daniel. We got to tell Brother Daniel too. Brother Daniel's the original. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good brother, bro. You got a good yeah. assistant pastor right there. Oh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Uh, as long as he speaks English and not Spanish, <laughs> you don't get excited. <laughs> so. You can understand him. No. Yeah. Well, everybody, again, thank you all for listening to this episode of Brothers Just Searching. We pray that the Lord bless you and keep you, and that His face shine upon you. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Be ready. If not, you need to get ready. And we pray that the Lord blesses you. Thank you. Until next week, be blessed. Amen.